0: Well, hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. How's everyone doing this fine day? You can find me at Williamson NFL on X Twitter as well as my new YouTube page, which is getting a lot of followers very quick. So I think people are into that. Uh, you can find this on DK's website. You can download it as a podcast. You can, you know, it's also on YouTube. So we are going to talk defensive personnel groupings today for the Steelers and. If you've been listening for a while, thanks, first of all. If you haven't, welcome. But I don't know the percentages in front of me, but I've been telling you the percentages all year. Trust me on this one. The Steelers are a very, very low percentage nickel defense with five defensive backs on the field. They are almost always in base, which is four defensive backs, or dime with six defensive backs. And you're probably saying, well, yeah, they had a ton of linebacker injuries and safety injuries. Yes, that didn't help at all. But these tendencies were true when they were totally healthy, you know, early in the year, really for the last several years. Now, they may want to play this way. I mean, it indicates but as much as they use it, it indicates that they do. I think that's flawed thinking or at least needs to be reexamined or give you more nickel capabilities. Because if you're an opposing offense, and I can just make one substitution and get you from four defensive backs to six defensive backs. I mean, they're either heavy or they're light. And in today's NFL, you need to be all the above. You know, there's, for example, the Bills defense under McDermott basically lives in nickel. They almost never go to base or dime. Now, I'm not saying that's a solution either, because you have to have great linebackers to do that. Milano, Edmonds, etc. there. And versatile guys. And we'll talk about that in a minute here. But, you know, opposing offense coordinators also know, hey, I'm getting nickel all the time. I mean, it'd be nice to be able to show a lot of versatility to play all three groupings equally well, you know, equally efficiently, you know, without having a huge drop off. I don't think you want to be, all right, we're either heavy on this play or we're light on this play because teams now will – Run on you when you're light, throw on you when you're heavy. You know, like just look at the top offenses that were left in the league. You know, the Niners, they live in 21 personnel with use two backs, you know, use check. But if use check's not a pass catcher, that doesn't do them that kind of, you know, doesn't do them a lot of good. So what do the Steelers do against that? They probably play base. Well, they're going to get thrown on like crazy because Kittle, use check, McCaffrey are all such good receivers. How about the Super Bowl champs, the Chiefs? They play a ton of 12. They play a ton of 13 with two and three tight ends on the field. But one of those tight ends is Travis Kelsey. So if you play against them in 12 with base, you almost have a linebacker on Kelsey every time. And that's brutal. The Ravens, now they have two really good tight ends in Andrews and Likely. Are you going to play base against the Ravens going forward? I mean, are you going to play your 3-4 four with four uh, defensive backs on the field against a back, Andrews likely, and two receivers? They're going to stretch you out like crazy, you know? And so, I, I think that becomes too predictable. It's too far-fetched in each direction. You need to have more versatility and – Side note, you know, the Steelers' offense basically lived in 11. Well, they didn't. That's that's a misnomer. But how would the Steelers play against the Steelers in 11? You would be in dime. But Allen Robinson is closer to Travis Kelsey than he is to Zay Flowers. So, if the Steelers' offense came out in 11, three receivers, one of which was Allen Robinson, and the Steelers' defense comes out in dime, they're going to run and run and run and run against that defense. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I hope that's not too confusing. So, I think it really needs to be a more of an off-season priority is how can we become a higher percentage nickel defense and there could be some great ramifications for it. And we'll talk about some reasons here in a, in a minute. But BetOnline is your number one source for odds, stats, trends, as well as lines. Um, They, with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props, with dozens of odds, props, and info on hundreds of sports, events, politics, and entertainment. You can access the world's best wagering information anytime from desktop or your mobile devices. Head to BetOnline today and stay updated on all the action. BetOnline, the game starts here. So, early in the season, I mean this, the Steelers had three capable linebackers, which was an upgrade from the year before, Holcomb, Alexander, and Roberts. Um, I think they had plans of using three safeties, Neil, KZ, Minka, and I think that even goes back to KZ, Edmonds, and Minka, you know, with you know three safeties on the field. So, but there's a... Dilemma here, you know, so we'll talk about that in a minute. So big nickel to me can be a remedy here and it's easier to find safeties than linebackers. I think we've talked about this a fair amount. If not, we certainly will going forward. Just the free agent class, this linebacker draft and this safety draft aren't great. They really aren't. None are going in the first round. I don't think at either position, just true off the ball linebackers, but safeties are a much different or much deeper free agency crop and they're much cheaper. I mean, fishing in the safety market in free agency, you catch fish. I mean, that's a good place to shop. That's a good aisle to shop. Linebackers last year was, this year it's a little lot thinner. It's a lot thinner in the free agent market. And the price tag of every down linebackers is going up for this exact reason. So, if you have – I mentioned Tremaine Edmonds with the Bills. He was an every down linebacker. Bears gave him like $18 million. Steelers aren't giving a linebacker $18 million. And frankly, it'd be okay if they were just adequate there, you know, kind of like they were at the beginning of the season when everybody was healthy. But the problem with the linebacker world is you'd have to go to DK's site and really rewind more than a year ago. But I wrote an article when Bush was struggling heavily. Well, that was the whole time. But I also, I didn't excuse it, but early drafted linebackers, it's become a real trend that they have a tough first couple of years. I mean, the Shanahans of the world just manipulate them to no end. Their responsibilities are so great. Getting the defense, and you know, on the right page, all the route recognition stuff, being able to take on blocks. I mean, just, it, it's a really difficult transition. So, drafting off-the-ball linebackers rarely works. And when it does, it's late in their career. You know, like Roquan was okay the first couple of years, and then he really took off last year, year with the Bears and then with the Ravens. It was like his third, fourth year in the league, though. And a lot of those examples. Bush is a perfect example. He was bad the whole way whole way through. So, I think you consider – I mean, the Fred Warners and Roquans and Edmonds are now making nearly $20 million a year for that reason because there's only like five of them. And so – 25 of these teams are having similar conversations. They play nickel more than the Steelers do. But if you had an every down star linebacker to Pat, you know, next to Holcomb or Roberts or, you know, know, something along those lines, it would have a massive ripple effect on being able to stay in nickel in many different down and distance situations and personnel situations. But I do think going to big nickel is a nice remedy that's cheaper, gives you some versatility. Like, I would be interested in a guy like Jeremy Chin. Like, I don't know if you know much about Jeremy Chin. He's a Carolina Panther, they're the worst team in the league. But he he kind of was in the doghouse this year. But he's a 6'3", 218-pound, second-round pick, safety, that does his best work near the line of scrimmage. And you could get him cheap because he's – not, you know, a highly sought after dude right now. Isaiah Simmons is a guy like that. They might be tweeners that have no role, but I think if you have a big safety that you can get on the cheap and play a lot more big nickel, so as opposed to most nickel packages, I probably should have told you this, most nickel packages would be a four-man front, two off-the-ball linebackers, three corners, because you're usually against three receivers, and two safeties. But if you can play – the Ravens, the Chiefs, the Niners, like I said, in big nickel, that might be a cheaper way to go to get a more diverse defensive scheme out there. So I hope that made sense. But middle of the field defense needs to improve. If there were, depending how free agency goes, maybe Cooper from AM or Colson from Michigan is sitting there in the second round as a linebacker. I'd consider that, especially if you've filled some needs in free agency and in round one. But I definitely think paying for a safety, even four million, five million, six million, then you have two reasonably big contracts at that position with Minka, but so what? But I really want to see them have three. And I don't think KZ or Neil will be back. If so, that'll be late in the process on a league minimum type deal. So it's just it's a dilemma. I'm not sitting here really presenting solutions. Because an every down linebacker be tremendous. They just don't grow on trees. They are rare, rare, rare right now. I mean, it's Warner, it's Roquan Smith. I could probably name three or four others that would suit that bill, but they're either going to cost you a ton of money or a super high draft pick. So, you know, getting an awesome off-the-ball linebacker is a really hard thing to find now. They used to be a little more common and a little less, you know, crazy payment for them, things like that. So just wanted to throw that out there. I mean, I think an offseason goal for the Steelers, however they get there, is to be able to play more nickel in a trustworthy manner against whatever personnel groups they throw at you, you know, so that's where they're at. All right. Take care.